The CFOs that get it, get it. The CFOs that don't, don't. Let's talk about the CFO, the Chief Financial Officer. There are two kinds of CFOs. One who's struggling to keep up, spreadsheets everywhere, manual processes. It takes weeks to close the books. The other kind is on top of their game. Automated reports, inventory, commerce, and HR flow into the financial model seamlessly. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. That's why NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system used by over 28,000 growing businesses. 93% of businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Head to netsuite.com slash c-suite for a special one-of-a-kind financing offer. That's netsuite.com slash c-suite. netsuite.com slash c-suite. Get the inside track on 20 top business trends for 2020 from Joe Block. Joel's insights bring Wall Street to your street so you can profit from the inside in 2020. Just text the word TREND to 7200. That's 72000 and download your free copy today. Grab your phone and get the inside track on business trends that affect you and your business. Just text the word TREND to 72000 for your copy now. This is Profit from the Inside with Joel Block. Insights to give your business the inside track. And now, here's your host, Joel Block. Have you ever thought about how you could create a legacy that will outlive you and help transfer what you've learned in your career to others? If you've ever wondered about that and you're looking for some insight, nobody better than Mark Victor Hansen the ambassador of possibility, somebody who sold over a half billion books in his career. Well, except for the Bible, I don't think more than it's more than anybody. I can't think of anybody. So, uh, Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm honored to be here, and I'm joined by the um, CEO of the Hanson Family Companies, my dear friend Preston Weeks, who is a master maestro of business strategy. But he's done so much for all my companies that, you know, I had him help us on this product. I'm going to talk to you and everybody watching called You Have a Book in You, our virtual seminar, because everybody needs to pull out their book. Just like you just got done telling us a minute ago, you pulled out this wonderful book that you wanted to leave as your legacy of love to your own kids. What better thing could you do with your head, your heart, and like you and I would call it your IP, which for those not familiar with those initials, your intellectual property. All of us have intellectual property. Most of us have never codified it and realized. You know, a lot of people probably think that, uh, well, you know, what I know is pretty good, but everybody knows what I know, and it's not that big of a deal. And, you know, I mean, what would you say to those kind of people? What's true is that Preston and I looked around, and we can't find anyone else that's saying what we're saying. Everybody's got something to say. Everyone's got a message. Everyone's got a story to share. And everyone's got an audience that's different from anybody else's audience. Like, I did a book a long time ago with world's greatest marketer, Jay Abraham, and, and we wrote Grow Rich in Your Niche. Everyone has some connections, just like you and I and, and Preston were talking about before we began, that no one else has got, and they will read your stuff because they know, love, respect, and admire you, and they may never meet either of us. Now listen, on the same topic, there's nothing new in the world, Mark, so why write another book? I mean, I mean, that's there are people that, that say those kind of things. Well, by the way, I, first of all, that's not true. I mean, in 1879, they said, well, we'll shut the patent office because everything invented has been invented. <laughs> but I, I was salesman of the year 
uh, with Sales Marketing International just a few years back, and I was on the program, there are two of us, uh, with Jay Walker, who's the current uh, Thomas Edison, and what he invented was invisible patents. And you go, well, how the heck do you sell an invisible patent? Well, he's got over 100. He's got he's the third most patented guy in the world. But little simple patents like Priceline.com, which we are very close with the guys there. But what happens is an airplane flying from L.A. where you live to New York, if it's got 50 seats empty, they cost $50 a seat. If he takes it, they sell it for $100, and he gets the 50 over the 50 that costs a seat. And it was a brilliant invention, but it was invisible. You can only see it in your IP, your intellectual property. Nobody had ever invented that until Jay did it. And then the guy who did the software is our closest friend, the guy who's done $120 billion worth of business, Jeff Hoffman, whose press was just talking to a few minutes ago. Yeah, and to, you know, on top of that, to say that there's nothing new, to say that there's nothing that's changing, you know, the world right now is changing faster than it's ever changed before in history. And so things over the next two years are going to change faster than we've ever seen before. And there's so much information out there. There's so much information that needs to come out for people to learn. And on top of that, it's creating solutions. It's all about solutions. So if you have a book in you, if you have something that you're doing in a business, a company, in you know, your service, you're providing a solution. If you have a story to tell, you can provide a solution. And if all the solutions are answered, then we can all just go to sleep because we're in a perfect world and we don't need any of us to do any of this <laughs> business here. And so telling your story is part of that. And telling your story, you can tell your solution to connect those people, to make a difference, to make things happen, to get your word out there so you can exponentially grow the world to a better place, leave your legacy, and make it better off than you came into. Joel, can I add one more thing? The yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Danish poet laureate who has a Nobel Prize is Dr. Pet Hein. My parents are Danish, as you know, and I'm uh, immigrants. And Pet says, what the world needs now is problem solvers galore. Because each problem we solve creates 10 problems more. <laughs> and we got to write books about all that. I'll tell you, my experience is that, uh, you know, when people say uh, everything's already been invented, you know, or there's no new ideas, either it's already been said, Joel, your ideas are the same as else. But here's the thing. People's ideas may be similar to other people's, but they may language them differently. They may use different metaphors. They may use an example that, Somebody that couldn't get it before gets it because you explained it in their language. And so it's it's not even so much the concept, it is the communication between a couple people. And I mean, I know, Mark, you deal with a lot of co-authors. I mean, so that's a lot of different voices. And, and I would imagine that all those voices are part of what makes the series so attractive. Not only does it make it attractive, it, it has expanded my mind because when you write a book, it makes you deeper, richer, and wiser. I mean, one of the guys that was in NSA before you showed up was Art Linkletter, the guy who invented the Hulu, yeah. $2 billion, and he had three TV shows every day when I was a little kid. Uh, kids say the darndest things, people are funny, house party, and he invited press and I and our families up to see him right before he passed away at 98. And But he was brilliant, and, and you know, he needed to codify it, and then if I hadn't come along and been his co-author of how to make the rest of your life the best of your life, you wouldn't have done it. And two, Joel, what you're saying about language is so important. You know, there's so many different languages in the world, and there's so many different ways to communicate in the world. I was working with a guy named Freddie Ravel the other day. He's a musician. He's from the band Santana. He's Earth from Wind. the band Earth, Wind, and Fire. He's worked with all these famous people like Prince and Madonna and all the people everyone out there has heard of. But he has a course he's developing that has his language, which is music, and how he uses music to connect to people and uses music to create motivation for 
you know, CEOs and coaches and people out there. And so there's so many different ways, you know, that people can connect. There's so many different stories to be told and there's so many different, you know, things that create that connection. And so, you know, it, we need a variety of stories. Everything's not, you know, blue in the world. Everything's not red in the world. Everyone has their own favorite color. You know, the funny thing is that a hundred people can go to a movie and every person has their own favorite scene. So yeah. no two people see exactly the same thing. That's the So that's why, you know, back to the book thing is, listen, I, I may not have come up with uh, Albert Einstein level theories, but I looked at, you know, very interesting and very uh, complex issues in the business world. And I wrote about how I solve those problems. And, and, and that, you know, it resonates for some people. Now, would it resonate for everybody? No, but for, for the people it resonates for, they eat it up. And I, I imagine that's, uh, you know, your experience. It has been. I mean, first of all, you know, you know, Jack Canfield and Jack and I wrote the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. 144 publishers all essentially said, hit the road, Jack. And I said, look, it's okay if you don't like him, but I'm a really nice guy. And then we sold it ourselves. We went to the American bookseller. We went to the rest of the booze. 60,000 people are there. 17,000 different publishers because desktop publishing just started. A little publisher that was going bankrupt at the time, HCI, Health Communications in Deerfield Beach. The guy said, I cried on my silk shirt. I'll take it. But you guys got to sell 20,000 copies at $6 each before we'll let you distribute. Well, that took a year and a half. And it was just amazing. And, and what I'm teaching in this course is that, first of all, we teach you why to write a book because everyone needs to. The second one is you ought to interview and. And because now I've spent $180,000, I've got no more money, and, and I'm going, oh, my gosh, what do I do? Luckily, one of my four marketplaces was chiropractors. There's 77,000 chiropractors seeing 25 million Americans a month. And I interviewed the guys that were doing cash because you know math better than I do, and a negative times a negative is a positive, and they were losing money. I didn't have any money, and, and I interviewed all the guys that did a cash practice. One guy, Dr. Nikitas, said, look, he carries rubber bands and puts it around somebody's finger and says, that's a subluxation. What? color will your finger turn? Joe, what color will my finger turn if I don't release the pressure? Uh, it's probably black after a while. That's black and then they'll fall off. And right. a medical doctor can't get rid of it. A nurse can't get rid of it. A, P, a physical therapist can't get rid of a PA, a physician assistant. Only a chiropractor can do it, not a massage service. So anyhow, I sold $3 million worth of those tapes. And all I did is in one week, I interviewed the 21 superstars in chiropractic, all of whom I'd met at meetings like you and I met lots of leadership in different industries. Nobody had ever thought of doing that. And I said, how to have a million dollar cash practice? And then it worked so well, I did. Well, isn't, isn't that what Napoleon Hill did when he wrote his, exactly. uh, his, his, his famous book, right? Right. He, he's, with, he's 17 years old. He's going to law school at the time. He gets to meet with the world's richest man, my hero, who I've been to his house in New York at 95th and 5th Avenue, Andrew Carnegie. I've been to his house in Dornock, Scotland. And uh, he's amazing. But Andy said, look, you want to put together the principles and philosophy of personal achievement success I'm not going to pay you a cent, but you'll interview the 500 most important people like Edison and Ford and all my friends. And he did it, and he made Thing Grow Rich. And Thing Grow Rich, he wrote us out of the Depression of 1930. Well, it was 1929 to 1938. The book came out in 1937, and it turned the mind of America, Ron, which is always important because we always got to rethink, re-edit, reinvent, and transform ourselves. Well, you know... There are some people who just know how to get the job done. And, and, and that's the whole theme of this podcast is the inside track is there are some people that are better, faster, smarter than other people. They just do things better. I, and I would hope that the leadership of companies, the companies that listen to this podcast show, uh, they, they tend to know what the inside track is for their own deal. But what they don't know is what it is for you and for you. And that's what a show like this does is it brings 
the inside track that other people have about their business. And, and then people learn from each other. And that's, that's the beauty of podcasting. And I just, I eat it up. Well, no one knows the book business better than Mark. He's proven it. He's got the track record. No one has sold more nonfiction books than him. He's, you know, has three, uh, 59 New York Times bestsellers, you know, 309 bestsellers. He's got just the track record to prove it. And so he is the guru. So if you're going to learn from, just like what you're saying, I mean, if you're going to learn from someone, learn from someone that knows what they're doing. Learn from someone that's connected. Hey, Mark, has Guinness called you to write about you, the Guinness book? I've got three Guinness Book of Records. I've got, <laughs> you know, we're selling the most books. We've got, we're the only book that's ever been 15 of the top 50 on USA Today. So I, I've got a lot of Guinness Book Records and I got more coming because my goal you know, most people didn't believe, but we'd sell. We said we'd sell a million and a half in a year and a half. We came out in uh, June 28, 1993. A year and a half later, at Christmas time, we'd sold a million three, not a million five, like we'd planned. But then I said the next year, because I set the goals. Jack's the inside guy more, and as you know, I'm the outside marketing sales guy since I was nine years old. I've been thinking marketing sales, and I love it. I'd say we sell five million, and then the goal is ten million, and then we did fifteen million a year. Nobody's ever done more than that in in fiction or nonfiction, and you know, God bless, you know, Harry Potter. She has a, a horrific story. She was pregnant. Her husband abused her, kicked her in the abdomen. She had spontaneous abortion, gets in a train, and she gets a download, and she takes out her little notepad, and she writes everything, draws the pictures of, of what Harry's going to be like. Twelve publishers told her to get out of here. It's not going to work. And as you know, she's now the richest woman in England. Yeah, yeah. Where does the fortitude or the persistence come from to uh, to hear the word no, I mean, I, I got my answer, but but what is your answer? I mean, where does it come from? Well, two things. I teach that rejection's got to be handled with a clean four-letter word, N-E-X-T, to say next, right? So when 144 people, 140, 10, 1, whatever, said no, I went onward. Peter Goober, then we put him in our book, Ask. He's the world's greatest movie maker, 50 Academy Awards, Rocky, Batman, Rain Man, on and on. And then he owns the Golden State Warriors, and he owns... Uh, the Dodgers, most of it. And, and uh, he said, Mark, you're the most dyslexic guy I met. I said, really, Peter? Why is that? He said, you think no means on. <laughs> <laughs> so at what point, because, you know, listen, the entrepreneur business is a very seductive business. It's a hard business, but it's a seductive business. Everybody wants to do it. Everybody thinks they're going to become millionaires overnight. And it's, you know, it's a long track. And how do you counsel people so that they don't stay on the train too long. I mean, what, what would the right number of 144 is it 175? Is it 200 no's? And at what point do you say, maybe we don't have what we think we have? I, I think you know it in your heart and soul. And Jack and I had seven discernments for chicken soup. First of all, every story had to cause instantaneous behavioral change. Third, it had to give you a second, goosebumps, God bumps, chili bumps. And the stories gave us standing ovations at every talk we did. And we said, no, it is going to work because a publisher doesn't get it mean doesn't mean it works. I mean, I was good friends with Ross Perot and Ross Perot said, look, when IBM wouldn't do what he wanted to do, he had to go start EDS and he called in 80 people and the 80 people said no, but the 81st person said yes. So he said, you divide 80 into 4 million. I got paid $50,000 every time somebody said no. You know, I heard a life insurance guy say that one time that uh, he makes uh hundred calls and he makes, I don't know, uh, $3,000. So every time somebody says no, it gets $30. <laughs> and, you know, and human beings are really good rationalizers. And, but in a certain way, that's kind of what human beings have to do to, to keep going is you just got to say something that 
keeps you from going crazy. And that's, you know. Yeah. No, and I mean, it takes a lot of force. It, it takes a lot of trial and error and a lot of confidence. And you have to find that confidence in yourself too, because you're going to face rejection no matter what. And you're going to have to overcome that and, you know, find it in yourself. And I don't think you can do that without a purpose. If you don't believe in what you're doing, if you don't believe in your own story, if you don't believe in what you stand for, if you don't believe in what you wrote, you're going to back out when that first person tells you no. You're not going to. You're not going to succeed. You're not going to have a strength to go to the next person. You're not going to have a strength to go to the next. Person. You don't believe in your product. If you're that insurance sales guy, and you're making those phone calls, and you don't believe in the end that someone else is going to believe what you believe in, and you don't believe in it yourself, you're never going to get there. You're never going to get to the end. You need to believe in what you're doing yourself. Can I hit check on what he said, Joel? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we teach the golden triangle of purpose, and the purpose is you got to. Know you've got to love what you're doing and know what you're best at. And you've got to ask 10 of your friends, what do you think I'm best at? Because most people never figure out what they're best at. Yeah. Two, then you've got to do it. And then, and then number three, you've got to take massive action. I mean, when I started in the seminar business back in 74 after I went bankrupt, and in six months, a guy told me how to sell it in the life insurance business, Chip Collins, because I kept asking him. I, I you know, He said, you're going to call on 10, you'll sell one, which is faith and ratios. But the 10th guy gave me a directory to everybody at Metropolitan. Tony says, I'm uh, the number one guy in the number one country here. You uh, tell everybody Tony called you. Well, hell, I just went crazy with the directory. And, and Tony Robbins and I are the only two guys I know in, in the speaking business ever that did a 1,000 talks a year the first three years in the business. I'd do one as early as 6 in the morning, one at 10, one at 2 in the afternoon, one at 9.30 at night if somebody was hiring me and then selling in between and racing around the five boroughs and having a time of my life. And then somebody said, well, gosh, we had to have that story in a book. And I was at NSA and Cabot Robert was talking, the dean of speakers, a founder of NSA, along with Merlin Cundiff, and said, you could do a multi-author book. So I said, well, I could do that. So I hit Keith DeGreen, who's very big here in Arizona. And he was the editor. And I sold 14 people at NSA, like Nito Cobain and that, to give me $2,000, because I believe in venture capital like you do. And we did that stand up, speak out and win. Well, that year, I sold 20,000 copies from the platform at $10 each. I took in $200,000. I thought I had died, gone to heaven, arrived. I was autographing. I said, this is my bestseller. I didn't say it was the bestseller, a national bestseller. <laughs> a New York Times my bestseller. And people thought I was so entertaining and my enthusiasm, you know, enthusiasm is spirit within, shown without. I was just roaring with laughter, which you've heard in multiple seminars that you've been to of mine. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, my bestseller... <laughs> I'm going to borrow that one. I love that. That is uh, just too funny. It's awesome. So what are you guys working on? What are you working on now? You're writing more books or what are you doing? We just finished a book called How to Be Up and Down Times, which we did with Mitzi Purdue, who you know her because they do 22 million chickens a week and they're all organic and they're antibiotic free. But I start the book and impress on what he did. But I wrote that in the next, this decade, 2020 to 2030, we're going to do 50 trillion dollars worth of business with, I'll just give you one of the businesses I'm an advisor to. I've acronymed it, turning trash into cash. But out in Michigan, there's a guy, company's QCI, 20 years, spent $300 million figuring out how to take our garbage. Now, everybody, every day creates five pounds of garbage. Our landfills, 10,000 of them are full and we can't send it to China or anywhere else. No one wants it. So he's figured out how to take every atom and every molecule into metal back to metal, glass back to glass, plastic back to plastic, water back to water. So now we've got this resource. He needs to employ 22 million people just to finish that in America, clean up our landfills, clean up our pollution, make our water pure again. It just And we'll end 
uh, a lot of the CO2 in the air because most people don't even know that methane's leaking out of all these garbage dumps. It just is an amazing guy. And because we were in the energy business, we met Dean Rose and he said, would you help me with this? I need somebody to be the spokesperson. Preston, I said, we'll help you. We love this idea. We want to clean up the world. Well, I'll tell you, I've spent a lot of time in the recycle business. I know well. So uh, what you're speaking about is uh, is pretty revolutionary because it's uh, if they're talking about it at the molecular level, that's different than what they're doing now. Nobody's doing it. So I would like to introduce you to Dean Rose with your permission. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. So you got that book. And uh, I second another book on the uh, on your credenza there called Ask. Yeah, we did a book called, my wife and I did a brand new book called Ask, because as we've traveled around the world, Joel, a fascinating thing happens. We meet all these wonderful people, talented people, educated people, likable people, but the difference between people that are just also rands and the sea of sameness, to use Nito Cobain's term, and somebody that becomes vastly, vastly successful is they know how to ask. So we're saying, everybody, go to Amazon, buy a copy, ask, send a receipt to reception at markvictoranson.com, and we're going to invite you into the world's biggest book club. Every week, we're going to have a meeting with my wife and I and answer any questions you want, because we need to turn the world around and have everybody learn how to ask, because you got to learn three things we teach. Ask yourself, ask others, ask God. And, you know, when I was bankrupt and upside down, I asked myself, what do I want to do? And I said, I want to talk to people that care about things that matter, that would make a life-changing difference. I, I asked my roommates, who's doing it? And they said, that guy, Chip Collins, I had to him. I'd been listening to an audio tape by Cabot Robert. I wrote him a letter and I had picked, I said, you come up to New York. I'll pick you up New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, or Massachusetts. He sends me a letter. Now he's rich, famous, successful, great attorney, former dad, Dewey racket commission. I picked this giant. Did you ever meet Cabot Robert? No, no. I didn't. He's as big as I am and very strong. And I pick him up my beat up old Volkswagen because I'm upside down at the time. And he was so humble. He didn't care. And I asked him all the questions. So we said, wait a second. The people that become master askers become phenomenally successful. So we got to teach how to ask. I mean, my whole life has been asking since I was nine years old. My parents. Well, listen, you know, if, if you don't ask, the answer is no. That's correct. <laughs> it may still I mean, be no, but it didn't change. <laughs> that's right. It still may be no, but if you, you know, you just don't know, you know, and uh, it's better to know than not to know. So, well, listen, that all, that all sounds just fantastic. We're going to put your contact information in the show notes. Preston, pleasure to meet you and, and to have your insights, you. Mark. Uh, Mark, you're a longtime friend, and, and to have you come back on the show and really just share is really, uh, really awesome. I, I just want everybody to know what a significant impact Mark has had on my career. Very significant, and I just really appreciate it. So thank you, Mark, for uh, all what you've done. Joel, you're very welcome. We just want people to go to my website, markvictorhanson.com. And if it's ready for you to write a book or you've got a book and need to know how to sell it, because I teach up 90% of your successes, marketing and promotion, advertising, and back to the question you asked discipline. The reason I've sold more books than anybody is I've consistently done it. And unfortunately, the book business, which I love, teaches that, oh, you come out with a book and you do a 20-day campaign and you're done. I have never stopped campaigning for 44 years and I'm not ever yeah. going to stop campaigning. Well, listen, you're, you're, you're quite a salesman. So, uh, and that's a compliment, by the way. I, 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 well, I, 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 I love very, I, me too. I, I think that uh, in spite of my background, I think the greatest thing I'm proud of is that I love to sell and I love to talk to people and I love to help people, and that's what you do too. So the ambassador of possibility. Salesman, as you may know, is a Danish word. It means sell you, and it means to serve. And the master teacher said the greatest amongst you is servantable. Yeah, so I fully agree with that. I think that's absolutely correct. So thanks very much for uh, for coming on the show, and I, I hope that we can stay in touch. We will. Thank you. Thanks. Take care. 
You've been listening to Profit from the Inside with Joel Block. For more insights and to learn more, visit joelblock.com. How about a shout out and a giant thanks to my podcast producer, David Wolf, and his team at Podcast and Radio Networks. Profit from the Inside simply wouldn't be what it is without David and his team. For more information or to learn how you can launch and produce your own podcast, reach out to podcastandradio.com. Get the inside track on 20 top business trends for 2020 from Joel Block. Joel's insights bring Wall Street to your street so you can profit from the inside in 2020. Just text the word TREND to 72000. That's 72000 and download your free copy today. Grab your phone and get the inside track on business trends that affect you and your business. Just text the word TREND to 72000 for your copy now. Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.